On this podcast, two young travelers, Alex Dethrow and Jesse Lanier, will be going on a journey to find the greatest cinematic treasures. Each week, they spin the wheel of fate and allow destiny to decide whether the next few hours will be filled with genius and wonder or boredom and mediocrity. Our heroes hope to unbury hidden gems and share their discoveries with the world through humble conversations and maybe, if they're lucky, better themselves along the way. So welcome, one and all, to The Movie Quest! Welcome back to this podcast called TMQ, aka the Movie Quest, aka uh, TMQ. We got another name. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I was like, oh my god, he's gonna say another name. <laughs> I couldn't think of anything. Uh, I'm Jesse. This is Alex, my friend. We're talking about a movie which we do every single time we got on here. It's sickening. I hate you heard, films. You, you heard the intro. You heard the intro. You know, yeah, you, know, you know the stick. You know the stick. Today, on the agenda, is the Korean classic, yeah. Old Boy. Yeah. Uh, yeah. South Korean classic. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Just to clarify. Uh, yeah. A lot of uh, North Korean classic. <laughs> um, Old Boy is an interesting flick. This was one of the big things that led to the korean invasion but it sure, was yeah, yeah, yeah. before um it got really popular with something like parasite really broke into like the american yeah. big yeah squid game right. parasite so this was like one of the first um the first ones to really yeah. kind of get some recognition international recognition yeah. um yeah. which makes sense because it's fucking dope it's one of my favorite movies yeah. ever i love old boy so um, you want to watch it again? I, yeah, I just wanted to see or it again. It I was also, a- I was curious too because, um, you know, up until like this month, uh, this was really hard to see. So, like, yeah, were you just, uh, what did you, how did you watch this, uh, uh, like, originally? Yeah. Did, did so- you, like, watch it on something like, ripped website like i did you know like some one two three movies or whatever yeah (laughs) the the, no no the the first time i actually saw it i actually had like a well or something i think that my i had a i had a professor in college and my english professor also taught a film studies class right and in that that class was basically we would watch dope films because he was like he was a cinephile um and we would watch dope films and then he would kind of talk about what the significance of them and we would discuss them that was sweet and that's was one of the first times i really really got into watching cool movies it's kind of what broke open Mm -hmm. like oh there's 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 so much (laughs) more to this um so that's cool uh i actually started with uh park chan wook's First of the Vengeance trilogy with the old boys a part of, and I saw Sympathy for Mr. Vengeance, wow, okay. which 
that movie blew my fucking mind. I love, love, love that movie. Then I saw Old Boy, and then I saw Lady Vengeance. Um, um, but I I remember that uh I hadn't seen at the time in high school when I first saw it. I hadn't seen a lot of non-American movies. Um, yeah, yeah. So getting I I'd, I'd watched some anime and stuff, but this was like the first really like oh, cool. filmic cool. filmic international masterpiece was Park Chance with Wooks. Because I don't, I don't, I can't think of the first like foreign movie I saw. Yeah. Yeah. You know what Atlanta did was um, in Italian class, <laughs> we watched Roberto Bellini's like, you know, iconic classic uh, Life is Beautiful, which is incredibly devastating. Oh, um, <laughs> do you know anything about that movie? No, not really. Quick, so, so this this was like it was huge in the nineties. It won like best foreign film. It like broke into yeah, yeah. Aeronautics did really well in America. You know who Roberto Benigni is? Yeah, I've I've heard his name. He was like he word. was like a huge comedic actor in the oh, in the in, the, in Italy, and mm-hmm. uh, Jim Jarmusch was a big fan of him. And put mm. him in movies like Down by Law and like Night on, Night on Earth. Um, oh, interesting. put him in a couple movies. Oh, Cigarettes and Coffee, who's also in that, mm-hmm. also. Mm-hmm. Um, and super goofy guy. Like, really mm-hmm. funny. <laughs> um, really, really funny Italian actor. Basically, yeah. he's like the Adam Sandler of Wow. Like, okay, he, he, You know, like Jim Carrey in Italy. Like, he did all these, you know, he's a he's comedy star. He made a huh. movie called Life is Beautiful that is, I would, is an amazing movie, I think. I haven't seen it in years. It might be super corny and, like, bad, but... So, mm-hmm. <laughs> I don't want to get too much on tangent. It, it, this is just really funny to me. So, we watched it in two class periods, okay? Because mm-hmm. it's a long movie. That's important, because <laughs> the, first half, the first half of the movie is an adorable rom-com. Okay. Yeah. It's like this adorable rom com of Roberto Benini, who directed it also. And it's Roberto Benini meets a girl, you know, classic rom com yeah. story. And it's great. Yeah. And it ends with the wedding. It's beautiful. That's the first like hour and a half of the movie. And it ends. And we thought, the class thought it was the end of the movie. Yeah. And we were like, oh, that was fantastic. And then our professor goes, all right, we're going to finish it when we. The next class period, we're like, what, what the hell? Like, we just saw them get married. Like, what? Yeah. <laughs> and so, the second half of the movie, and you, you hear about it, like, looming in the first half, but I don't yeah. even really, because we didn't really know what we were watching. It turns into a Holocaust movie. And so, oh, boy. Roberto Canini and his family get put into a concentration camp. Oh, and no. I don't want to spoil it, but it is. One of the most um, devastating endings to a movie like I've ever seen, and I remember it so vividly because the class was not expecting, you know, to walk in and be like, "Okay, now we're gonna watch the second half of the movie," which is a Holocaust movie. Yeah, and the end, the whole class was like crying, like we were like, "Oh no!" Just <laughs> and our teacher was like, "Wasn't that great?" Like. What the <laughs> fuck? <laughs> um, 
Yeah, I got into the first one of the air shot. But that's fascinating that wow. Old Boy was one of your first, like, Perks at Look was a, you know, uh, introductory point for you for foreign films. That's awesome. Yeah, um, I, I kind of, I, I didn't, actually, I wasn't. amazing fucking filmmaker to introduce you to uh, foreign films and, and, you know, different styles of movies, you know? Yeah, awesome. yeah. That I, I kind of I, I realized the significance of that as I was talking about it because I'd forgotten that. But um, yeah, the other thing cool. that I think is that was that really compelled me about his work, which is that I feel like a lot of foreign films that initially get introduced are kind of sad movies, like 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 sure, like this yeah. movie that you just sure. described. Which I love or, sad movies. I, I think say, they're they're great. I would say I think this is problematic, but it's true. Uh, fuck that movie. Yeah. Right. A lot of, like, introduction to foreign films are, like... And to be fair, like, we'll talk about Old Boy. That's actually part yeah. of this movie's reputation. Yeah, I think that there is American audiences, especially people who like horror movies and stuff like that, like, some of those fuck-up movies you could ever see are Japanese films, for example. Like, yes. things like Ringu and, like, Audition, Kakashi Mika. Yeah. Thing. So it's like... <laughs> so, I think in the 90s, and you also had people like Quentin Tarantino, um, who, you know, obviously, uh, we talk about him and Jackie Brown, but on top of being a great filmmaker, kind of like Scorsese, he brought, he was like, he, he made his fans and like, uh, film lovers in the 90s be aware of a lot of things that were going on in Asian cinema, like Hong Kong yeah. cinema, and, um, and actually, Quentin Tarantino, there's a connection to Old Boy and Quentin Tarantino. Um, I thought this was fascinating. Um, so, uh, Old Boy premiered at the Cannes Film Festival. It was in competition. Mm-hmm. And that year is considered the worst um, win ever by a jury uh, on the Cannes Film Festival. They gave it to oh, Michael Moore. Fahrenheit 9 11. And if you ever seen that movie, the fact that yeah. that won the uh, Paul Noir Control Film Festival is one of the like, wildest things I've, I've ever heard. I don't even know that. That is interesting. Insane to me. Old Boy was in competition, but Tarantino was on the, the board that year. Like, he was, on, he was a judge. Oh. And he was. He lobbied the fuck out of this movie. Like, he was like, this is, this makes total fucking Yeah, sense. it does. <laughs> um, yeah. That he, that Quentin Tarantino would be obsessed with this film. Yeah, and he for sure. Loved it. And so, it had to do with, it, this blowing up the way that it did, had, had to do with, you know, just kind of how fuck up, it, fuck up it is, and how, what, how amazing it is, but how fuck up it is, and how, it, it kind of attracted this, audience, you know, of, and it didn't do amazing in theaters, it was really DVD. It was really DVD. Yeah. Oh, and, I didn't know that. Uh, and stuff like that, where it, uh, because there was a label that put, like, extreme cinema, like, there was this, like, famous label that would, like, American distribution that would make DVDs and put, like, extreme cinema, like, labels Oh my it. god, so, like, things Whoa. like that, and audition, you know, and, like, all these kind of fuck-up movies from that time. Yeah. Um, and that attracted that audience. But, and then it just grew. Old Boy was one of those movies for college kids, like, who had a DVD of it, like, how do you fucking see this movie? It's so 
fucked yeah. up, you know, it's so crazy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it goes farther than that, right? Because this movie, um, on top of being fucked up, like, that, that's probably how it started, like, the, the fandom was like, oh my god, this is a, we gotta see this, this is an unbelievably fucked up movie. But because it's so incredible, beyond that, right, and it's, uh, guarding the, you know, the test of time and celebrating its 20th anniversary this year with the yeah. release in theaters. You know, they, they re-released this film this month as we're recording this. And, wait, no, it, it came out last month in August. So Ooh. they re-released it in theaters with a 4K restoration. And finally, this movie that had been this iconic you know, movie from this era, and Park Chan Wook have gone on to make unbelievable movies, like, in the future, mm-hmm. and is kind of hailed as one of the greatest, not just filmmakers, Korean filmmakers, but one of the best filmmakers working today. Um, yeah, for and, sure. Um, I think, I haven't seen all of Park's, Park's work yet, like, films yet. I need to. Um, but uh, the ones I've seen Old Boy is, I know people love, like, handmaiden, like, I know, like, people, there, there's arguments for, like, what his best film is. None of that matters, because he will be known as the guy who made Old Boy. This is just struck a chord with a certain demographic of people, and um, has kind of transcended. It's like his, this is the movie that, he will be known for, like, when, when his career is set and done. Like, it's kind of similar to, like, somebody like Tarantino, like, Pulp Fiction, you know? I was like, just Pulp thinking Fiction that was, it, it, has, it has that Pulp Fiction know? energy to it, for sure. I don't think, where it's I like, would argue that, I don't think Pulp Fiction's Quentin Tarantino's best movie, maybe, like, you easily make an argument, right? Like, easily yeah, be like, no, sure. I think Django's better, I think, honestly, I think Once Upon a Time Hollywood's better, possibly, you know, so, but, I can't deny it. Paul Pitching's the one that made his mark. He's the one that changed things, you know? Absolutely. Um, absolutely. I think that um, I think that's a yeah. perfect comparison. I think that's an absolutely perfect comparison. Um and it's yeah, it's really interesting with Old Boy because you're you're right. It really has that reputation about being really fucked up. And it and it is. But yeah. it's not necessarily and the violence is pretty fucked up, but not yeah. honestly the most extreme fucked up violence Mm-mm. that you've seen in a no, movie. No, no, no. Even comparable to like uh, Quentin Tarantino or uh, David yeah. Fincher's work, which David Fincher, <laughs> I feel yeah, like yeah. Old Boy is kind of a combination of Seven and Pulp Fiction and something oh, yeah. like that with Korean styles. Like I think I that, like that yeah. Park Chan Wook has even and talked about. And it's also the thing that we'll get to that. Um, absolutely. absolutely. It's, so, did you see this in theaters? Did you get to go see no, this in theaters? Fuck! I, I really wish I we did, dude. I'm beating it. myself up. That's so we fucking saw, dope. Saw this yeah, you should be bad. You should have went and saw it. I, I, it was, uh, I, I know. It's a it loss. It's a huge loss. Unbelievable. In, in um, I actually thought, because I had seen this twice before, I felt like I was watching a new movie. The third, the third awesome. time I, I watched it. Um, this is a, not like a magnificent, this is like a fucking incredible, incredible, incredible movie. Um, and just a, a hell of an experience. Like, it was so fun because we, I went with a group of people, and our buddy Sean, Sean and I were the only people that had seen it. 
Oh, uh, that's before. cool. Yeah, so <laughs> that's we cool. Was, uh, we warned them. We were like, hey, just so you know, pretty fucked up. Kind of fucked up? Yeah. And <laughs> they were like, okay. And, you know, when the last moments of this movie happened, and the last act of the spell happened, I mean, Jaws on the floor. And you can tell that, and what's also really fun too at theaters is that a lot of people haven't seen this movie because it was so mm-hmm. hard to see for a long time. Yeah. Like, people yeah, are yeah. age especially, like, if you, you know, even, even if you wanted to watch Old Boy, it was hard to fucking see. You had to, like, yeah. you know, like, I had to buy a Blu-ray, like, the Blu-ray's not even that good. And like, I know they're yeah. going to release... I'm gonna buy it when, it when the 4K release comes out because it's just the movie looks just a theater like they did like a reaction. It looks significantly better. Like that's awesome. My, that's my so Blu-ray. exciting. I watched the Blu-ray like not that long ago. It looks way better. Um, and so, but what's like, fun is like the theater. Like you can tell no one had seen this movie before. Like in the theater, yeah. which was so cool to to sit at the gateway. And see this with cinema, you know, hardcore fans in cinema, and seeing this movie for the first time was really, really, really cool. You can tell just like how palpable, you know, the last moments of this movie feel like a rock has been, a boulder has fucking been dropped on your chest. And you can like yeah. feel it, you know, in the audience is so awesome. But, um, but I I think that this film, this film is, is, is so it's so good and it's so amazing and there were so many things that I missed like the first few times watching it in theaters and I just watched it like a completely different perspective like seeing it on the big screen with the audio the audio and it just made me really pay attention to a lot of things that I never like noticed before um, about this movie that uh, honestly like. Part, parts of Wicks Bugs are really interesting because I've only seen three of them. I've only seen Sickly from Mr. Gunson, so then I saw um, uh, his new Decision to Leave in, in theaters. Mm-hmm. And That's dope. His, Decision to Leave and Old Boy had a very similar experience because the first, the first time I saw Old Boy, I was like, I like this, but it, I, for some reason, like the first half of it, I wasn't really jiving with it. Locking but, in, yeah. But the second time you watch Old Boy, you're like, like, because it's just like, you know, the revelations, it's very similar to like, a, well, it is a mystery movie, you know, it is a mystery thriller. So like, when you know, which, you, kind of, which I didn't realize that's what the movie was until like the second time mm, I saw it. I, I did not right, realize right, it was right. a mystery yeah, thriller. <laughs> but, his, but his films are also like, fascinatingly edited. Like, like yeah. editing. Yeah, dude, tell me about it. And it's kind of jarring sometimes we watch it. Like, this isn't the league, especially. Like, that film might be the best editing movie I've ever seen. Like, mm-hmm. I'm, I was dumbfounded on how just how insanely well paced and like weird. Like, it's not like conventional editing at all. It's just like the way that he like experiments with editing. It's kind of jarring the first time you see it, but yeah, the second time you see it, like get the groove of it, it's just like holy shit! Like you, you kind of can't take your eyes off of it sometimes. Like you know, this is a league of this movie. I, I right. think, but um, uh, 
on, on that note, one of the things that always strikes me about uh, his his work and his movies is how I think that he has one of the most interesting eyes for striking compositions yeah. and then a well, way yeah, of how yeah. to kind of compile these compositions together, yeah. which is really also what reminds me about why he reminds me of Tarantino, because I think of Tarantino sure. like that, where he's like, he's not really coming from like a film school or like a filmmaking I like like, the way of thinking. More, yeah, and Fincher's true because Fincher yeah. has that like just really striking like things that he captures yeah. on oh, the yeah. camera that are kind of peculiar, and um, so it's like it's like that. Yeah, you're right. It's kind of like the 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 cinematic compositional eye of Fincher combined with like the frenetic yeah, the en- energy editing of, energy of, of, of a Tarantino, Tarantino film, yeah, right. um, yeah. and then just you know Korean madness smacked in there as well. Yeah, old boy specifically. And some of the traditional exits I kind of felt more like a fiction movie to me. Like, that mm-hmm. movie felt really fiction-esque to me. That, that one yeah. really fully felt like, wow, I can see, like, fiction cracking this movie, you know, or, or yeah. something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This feels like Tarantino-esque, you know, yeah, in a, for in a sure. way. Um, but, yeah, so uh, I, yeah, seeing this in theaters, it blew me away, and I just, I'm excited to go, like, dive into it, because it's just such a, it's such a cool movie to talk about. Um, yeah. And the well, first, like, observation, what was, yeah, like, rewatching it, like, what was, like, the first thing that, like, stuck out to you, like, rewatching it, you know? Well, one of the, I, I did have a couple of thoughts that were kind of revelations about the movie. The first thing I realized was I didn't remember it being the editing um, being quite as crazy as it yeah, was. I didn't yeah, quite yeah. realize yeah. how uh, different it was and how really choppy it is because it really jumps around a lot. Like yeah. that, that, I the felt opening that was scene. The first time I saw it. I felt like it was. Yeah. But the second time I watched it, I'm like, dude, this is. Like, I love how this is structured, you know? I just yeah. love how yeah. it is this movie. Like, and the, so and the cool. pacing, oh my god, like, the pacing, I, I think that the opening of this movie is one of the most interesting, venting yeah. yeah. mo- yeah. openings that I've ever seen, because it opens with that amazing shot of this. The other thing about this movie is the lead actor is it's one of good. the yeah. Yeah. best actors i've uh-huh. ever seen yeah, i amazing. love this guy i haven't seen him in too much but like his performance in old Where's boy the, uh, is i saw the devil crazy or his performance yes of that. yeah. that's the other one that's insane. really fucking yeah. crazy yeah, he so he is that. uh that guy scary who I think is fuck uh choi choi mean sick um yeah. i think i think he's kind of considered maybe like this might be a bad comparison but uh, oh my god there will be blood guy uh, uh his, yeah he's kind of like a stature like the kind of respect that he has oh, feels okay. I similarly don't I, don't I don't think he's i don't think he's not the similar kind of method actor like his methodology but i feel he's like a like he came from theater and stuff he's a really respected yeah. actor yeah. in and well, south, and south korea so, similar to park chan wook he's actually like a superstar director but anyways that oh, first yeah, scene cool. is in is is an incredible opening shot of the movie yeah. that is like this uh, performance tour de France 
of just like holding on this guy yeah. and you don't see anyone else. You just see his reactions and everyone's reactions on screen. And it's a perfect introduction to the character. Yeah. It's a perfect like show don't tell moment of setting up this guy's problems, his struggles yeah. with the world and then switching into the 15 year abduction. Was oh, are you talking so about like when he's, when he's drunk and he's like, uh, yes, yeah, 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 yeah. 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 Um, yeah. I, I love, I love, I love, I also, that reminds me of something that I wanted to say too. This is really funny. There's something really funny. It's really, really funny. funny. I was not, you know, for something so dark, as, as dark as this movie gets and how fucked up this movie gets, like, that's, that's the thing that really blew me away about this movie the second, this time was, the tones and the tone shifting and the balancing of all of these tones. Thriller, mystery thriller, horror film, co- yeah. like comedy, um, action movie. Like, all of these tones are perfectly balanced and executed that makes this movie feel so unique. Like, I can't, I, I can't believe a movie that ends with this ending makes me laugh as much as it goes. You know what I'm saying? I know. It's yeah. really wild. And that opening scene is fucking funny. Like, when he's drunk yeah. and he's, like, but you're so right. Like, that actor, because when he, when you first meet him, he's a completely different guy, right? And then, yeah. when he's in, he's, like, the way that he, just changes, but still feels like the, the, the same guy you met in the first scene. Because you only see him in the quote-unquote, like, real world, like what he was before he gets, you know, kidnapped, for that one moment, that one yeah. scene when he's drunk. Yeah, and that's and you all you get. You don't quite know why, you know? He's just a fuck-up, you know? He's just a, you know, he's just, uh, he's just couldn't, he just can't get his life together. You know, he's a drunk. Yeah. He has, you learn that he has a family. You learn that he is kind of, you see him on the phone and he's trying to, like, connect with his daughter, you know, and stuff like that. And that's all you get. And then you get kidnapped and then the opening credits happen. It's like, yeah, right. It's, it's such an amazing setup to this It's this also, character. even though it's, it's like this, it's this perfect performance from a, from a from an actor's perspective of like portraying the character yeah. it's also such an efficient master class of introducing a, mo- a movie because of like the things that you're talking about because there's that level of intrigue yeah. where you don't know what's happening but as you're watching right. the scene you're like building the story that's on going on behind the scenes yeah, you're right. like oh i can kind of see how this guy got here it's like i can see what yeah. this guy's like and how well, he interacts that's with other that's people what's amazing is like you because because the film is a mystery at the end of the day like it is a kind of like investigative mystery movie like action which movie. is so funny it's so true it's, but you don't think that the first is that the well, because the, the beginning of it is so great, because when you get kidnapped and he's put, you're like, why? Like, you don't know the reason why, but because you've seen this background of, like, him being kind of a nuisance, you know, the people in the, you know, the station, and, like, you're like, okay, I can believe that this guy did something. This guy yeah. did something in, in some previous life that, led whoever put him here to do this, right? Yeah, and yeah. You don't quite know what that is until you find it out, and, you know, we'll get to that, but it's like, it's way more fucked up and way more 
uh, intricate and complicated than you ever thought it could be, right? Yeah, it's like, yeah, yeah. It's really <laughs> yeah. You know, and the other thing about this opening that's so um, imp- fucking impressive is in addition to all of the genre tones that it's blending, there's also that really important emotional, like, tone because yeah. you have to set up a character who, like you just said, is kind of obviously fuckable a douche you know yes, someone that yeah. you can know it's like that where it's kind of satisfying in a way that he gets locked up like oh. he gets his comeuppance but then you also he also has that layer of just likability you're just right. like i like this right. guy and you have this sympathy yeah, of like it's so fuck. fucked up that he's yeah. like stuck in there you know uh but yeah. it's probably well, like also, how funny and charming it is i also that. love the dog literary aspect too because it actually yeah. opens with him uh with the long hair holding that guy that's right you know, yeah that's over right the, so and then when that comes back it's very fascinating right it's like a very it's one of the only times where you see like this non-linear kind of storytelling happening in it but it's really fascinating because it you you set the you really set the character up as like looking completely different you know and yeah. then it mirrors to this so you kind of to kind of piece it together, like, oh, he gets out at some point, you know? Yeah, you know, um, when I was watching what I, that first, that that uh, bumper, that, that introducing introductory shot when he becomes the mm-hmm. old boy, <laughs> whatever, but, oh, like, boy. made me think of, like, like the fucking Matrix, you know? It had, like, sure, that yeah. vibe, and it kind of yeah, has goofy yeah. music. <laughs> like, I think of the Matrix, which was another yeah. weird tone that was added in here uh, that, that makes it jarring in an extremely compelling 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 way there's a um, lot of risk taking in this movie and it, like, pays yeah. Off yeah all of it does yeah. yeah i don't think there's anything that i really don't think there's anything that doesn't really work in yeah. this film i think, uh, I, mean, I all, think this is fairly good um, um yeah so then 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 there's the crazy abduction scene which is yeah. i i i love i love i love that because it's so it's such a good, like, from a writer's perspective, like an, an inception kind of idea. Like, you can feel, it feels like the idea is, like, what if this happens? Like, what would happen if this happened to a person? What is the right. situation that right. led him there? And how does it explain? It's just, it's so fucking compelling. It's mm-hmm. so interesting. Yeah, um, I, mean, I love how, you know, when he's put in jail, you have this, like, you know, um, this, uh, you know, he's narrating and he's talking about how, you know, what it was like to be in this, you know, prison for 15 years and just like, yeah. the way that it like sets it up and like sets up the primary word, right? And the primary theme of this movie, which is revenge, you know, mm-hmm. and, and vengeance. Um, and how that's built up, like how he, you know, <laughs> There's a lot of funny moments too when he starts like jerking off on the TV and he talks yeah. about uh how TV there's so many great lines this week. They uh he talks about TV how it's like a different world. He's like Yeah. For him like the TV was like a whole universe, you know. Um which I love. And yeah. uh the dumplings, you know, this movie really makes you love dumplings and hate dumplings at the same time. Um, <laughs> yeah. And uh and yeah, just like him training, like punching the wall, and just like, uh, just you know, that whole build up in prison is so great. The you know, the the motif of like the clocks, 
throughout this whole movie and like it going and it's so this movie's so stylish and none of it feels cheap. It, it just feels fun. There's like these stylish flourishes throughout this movie that are like so playful but so integral to the the plot of the movie. Like even just like as chapters go by you just see that clock and just a minute goes by, you know? Yeah. And, like, that doesn't really make sense, you know? Like, it's like, but what that, what, I don't know, what, I don't even, I, I just understood that as, like, almost, like, how Gungeons are against. He's so, like, locked into this that it feels like a minute to him. You know, it feels yeah. like just, like, and it just, I, that's such an interesting choice to just have, like, 703 and then 704. 705 and it's like this is so this is such a unique strange way to like telling of the time of this movie because there is a surreal quality to this movie there's a lot of surreal elements to this movie because a lot mm -hmm. of it revolves around obviously hit the hit uh getting hypnotized you know uh, right <laughs> and that works so well i mean like the first time you see it that that woman, you know, comes to him in the bed, you know, and just that weird moment, and then it, the music swells, and then he's dropped out in a suitcase. And you're like, what the Whoa. fuck? Like, yeah, right. It just feels, but rewatching, you're like, okay, that's the hit, that's, you know, he's getting cues and getting hypnotized, yeah, you know, interesting. for that moment. And I just love, like, how I just think this movie is so it's so shocking how well directed this movie is from that perspective because he never cheats the audience he's never like you know when you watch it again you're like yeah like this you know he really does put you in the shoes of gay song you know I'm just like yeah. in this surrealist like haze because that's what it feels like of going on this revenge plot you know Right, um, right. And and it's cool on rewatching how all of that stuff that's kind of hard to pick up on the first time, or you yeah. can't really because there's so much information, kind of starts to come together. And it's and it not quite in, you know, a Christopher Nolan fitting the puzzle yeah, yeah, pieces yeah, yeah. together, but in that really like I see how this all kind of connects in its surreal, yeah. quirky way. Sure. The other thing that you're reminding me about <laughs> is how this movie in the beginning has like four iconic moments in it because mm -hmm. like yes, the opening yes. when you first see him holding the guy off the building is like that's an right. iconic shot right. i kind of think and that, that mirrors you know what happens at the end of the film when i noticed it too like there are so many shots that mirror each other in this movie i didn't notice that but watching it at home but in the theater like i just the detail of this movie yeah. is so like crazy it's so incredible like there's so yeah. just that holding over and you how that mirrors to the villain of the movie and dude how, oh my know, god whole thing, i know? never even i didn't even put yeah. that together you're so right because like it at the the very ending with him holding yeah. her off the mm -hmm. bridge oh wow man that's so that's so right um i love that yeah that's really that's really cool like all that a visual lot of language. Like that. a lot of shit like that yeah, yeah. I, I feel like that's something that's really cool about Park Chan Wook's movies is that he does he has visual themes that have a lot of meaning to it in a way and 
in in a multivalence kind of way. Also, what it does is this is based on a manga. So mm-hmm. I, w- I would love to read that manga. Also, I think I read that he did get inspiration from the manga in that specific way. You know, yeah, how but, things but near each great. other and, and stuff like that. Um, and I, I never, uh, the only thing I know about manga, very different. It's a very yeah, that's story. what I've heard too. Um, I've heard that too. More inspired by it than, than um, uh, a true adaptation of it. Right, um, right. Which yeah. I think that's always the right way to do an adaptation. Sure. Yeah. Um, which, um, speaking of adaptations, uh, this film has a bit of an interesting history <laughs> before we get into it of being remade by yes. Spike Lee, yes. and it's notoriously horrible. Yeah. Have you seen it? Because I haven't I've seen, seen it. part of the, yeah. That's something that I, I would say, to, I, think, I would uh, be interested I think, to see it. All I'm gonna say that I'm seeing parts of it. All I'm gonna say about it is that I lo- I I love Spike Lee. I think he's one of the most important filmmakers um, ever. Agreed. Uh, I don't know what the fuck. Um, I don't know um, what he thought he was doing. Right. Doing that. I'm no, yeah. I have no clue. And right. That's a big mystery. He's clearly doing it for a paycheck. Yeah. Um, because what's fascinating too, you see clips of that, it is so not stylish at all. And Spike Lee is one of the most like stylish filmmakers like ever. Yeah. So who don't care? Yeah, um, that would that the thing shows. that it, the thing that interests me about that remake is for one, just the bizarre circumstances of it, but also the opportunity of remaking a film that is so um unique as old perfect. boy yeah. is and, and perfect yeah. um is that the remake can really underline what makes it so great like kind of explain sure, some questions yeah, of sure, sure, why sure, yeah. it's so brilliant yeah. right, um right. so that's that's kind of an interesting piece of old boy also a word of warning that when you're searching for looking for old boy the spike lee film is Pushes much easier to come across so, than the amazing God, film Thank God to Leon, thank God to... Yeah, so hopefully hopefully that know. can be rectified. Well, but, yeah, um, I mean, hopefully, that, you know, it'll finally be on digital, you know, digital and, and streaming services, you know, that, right, that's right. Right. Yeah, right. finally. Uh, but anyways, uh, moving away, yes, this was this was an adaptation of a manga, which is pretty cool, unless right. you want to see the manga. Um, but the the other visual moment that I always forget about in this film is how is that fucking box? I love Incredible. him just being Amazing, yeah. waking up Hang in out. this box. Um, and it's a it's kind of a little thing that doesn't really have a lot of plot significance you know to it. That's a really good point. I was gonna make this point. This is another thing that's incredible about this movie. Is that yeah, that not only does that not have plot. Well, it, I mean. That's just the way that they drop him off. It you know? serves he's, a function, yeah, for sure. Torturing, you know, he's, he's fucking with him. He's torturing him, you know, basically, yeah. throughout the whole film. And so, <clears throat> but to that point, like, when you see the end of this movie and, like, the revelations, if you step back, right, and try to, like, break down, nearly impossible what, what happens, right? Like, it's like, mm-hmm. it's so crazy and like absurd but because this movie is so fucking good <laughs> at building this world you believe it yeah you know, it's so yeah what happens so right. at the end the revelations like that could never in a million fucking years right happen 
Like, there's no way, you know? But because of this movie and the, the way that Parks and Rec directed it, the surreal, almost like dreamlike quality and manga-like, you know, mm-hmm. and comic book kind of way, you fucking believe it, man. You fucking... Yeah, it's it so true. It feels like a house when you just got knocked over by a house in the yeah. last revelations <laughs> of this movie. Every time I see this movie... I feel like I'm on a roller coaster. I'm not fucking kidding. Like, the ending yeah, of dude, this movie, I agree. my heart is pounding out of my fucking chest. Like, I'm yeah. like, I, this is the most horrifying fuck up thing I've ever seen. But I'm loving right, and every it, single second of it, you know? And it's, it also, it also does, um, with that, with that pacing and just getting you to convince that everything that it shows you is a reality, it just, it, mm-hmm. it's that magic movie that every time you see it, it has that novelty of it. Too. Right. It's never like the first experience. The first experience is a unique thing of its own when you right. first get indoctrinated to it. But right. I totally agree that every time you see this movie, you just get so wrapped up. I it's I get so, so wrapped, wrapped up, up in it. it. Yeah, it's just yeah. like I'm living in it. And it's also cool because this is this is a it's only I think it's just two hours, right? A little under and, two hours. Yeah. And it feels like Big, it's it's right? one of those movies that feels like it's thirty minutes long and it mm-hmm. feels like it got through four hours of information. But yeah, the amount yeah. of shit that is in that movie, <laughs> the amount of stuff that happens in that movie. Yeah, really good comparison. But yeah, I that's th- a really good point. Because that's another thing I noticed too. Like, old boy too is like the way the the story of this movie is so complicated, and mm-hmm. I feel this way about the season to leave. Also, that movie is insane. The, the amount of information and plot that is in that movie, but the way that he just paces and you you follow it there's so much information that is laid out to you in this movie um as the, the investigation's happening and he's investigating you know the, you know what happened you know uh his sister and, and all this shit you know from from the old boy school you know yeah um, yeah and stuff like that and all of it it, it has that same Fincher-esque quality, right? That seven investigative thing, that Zodiac. Why I love those films so much is like the addictive quality of just like finding new information, finding evidence. You know, it's just it it's just it works in like so many different ways. That's why I like this movie so crazy because you have like this movie has one of the most fucked up moments I've ever seen in the movie. And it also has one of the best action scenes I've ever seen in a movie. Also. <laughs> yeah, yeah, right. What? Yeah, yeah. You know? And then it has, like, a fantastic joke to it. Like, a sense of yeah. humor to it. You know? So it's like... It's just... It's so crazy. Like, these, like, melding... These, like, melding... Melting pot movies where it's just, like, a little bit of this genre, a little bit of this genre, sprinkle in a little bit of this put a little sauce on that it's just like dude like this is so yeah, insanely know, hard to do that it's just you can't not be in awe of watching something like old boy flabbergasted it's a very jagged like pill to swallow like not everyone will like this movie because it's so just insane you know um and it's fucked up but i would hesitate for someone to not appreciate this movie you know, right yeah it's it, so well crafted 
and using the kind of like um the the David Fincher Tarantino comparison again. Um, Tarantino, yeah, I, I, sure. I think you're right because it has like the kind of methodical amount of information that like a David Fincher film has. Yeah. But it has that quality. But it, the way I kind of think about Pulp Fiction, like when you're watching that, is it almost feels like it's being made up as you're going along, like a sure. jazz <laughs> improvisation. Yeah, right. yeah. But it yeah. clearly has this kind of intense structure to it. Right. And Old Boy feels like that where it's being uh-huh, made yeah. up as you go like a jazz improvisation with the methodical amount of like information that a like seven would have uh-huh. in, in it um which is you're so right is awe-inspiring and really really fun to watch um because oh, yeah. it's great to be able to go on a ride where it really feels like anything could happen like the next scene could be Anything you have yeah. no yeah, idea. Yeah, that, that was something that happen. like a group of like, the group said. He's like, that's one of the most like unpredictable movies I've ever seen. And it's like, yeah, I mean, it definitely is. It, it's very like, um, like it works. That's what it works. That's what it actually know what it works, right? When you feel like that, you don't know what any what is going to happen at all the next moment, you know. And by the end, hopefully, if this movie works. You are completely shocked, right? And completely like Gay Song, right? And like, yeah, like him. That's why my heart is pat. Like, I feel like I just got punched in the fucking face. <laughs> yeah, because I'm following this guy, and I just find out that I been I fuck my daughter. Like, you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> that's insane. You know? Yeah. And you're with this guy, and you're with this like this plot and stuff, but. What I love about this movie too is it's a morality tale. I mm-hmm. love the the, the mm-hmm. ending of this movie is so perfect and how like what this movie is about and what this movie is trying to say, right? And the 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 story like of revenge, right? Because another thing I was gonna say is that this movie has been made like four hundred times. Like this mm-hmm. revenge movie. Yes. You know? But how Park Chung Wook was able to craft something that feels unique and unpredictable and uh, make this truly, like, like great morality tale about the, the, just the, the destructive nature of revenge and vengeance, right? And how that could destroy a person, right? Yeah. Literally the last moments of this movie are literally about trauma, right? And about uh, pushing down trauma. And what would you do if, would you live with yourself? That's what this that's what the movie's asking you. What would you do? Would you live? Would you carry on in this moment, you know? Or would you just end it? Yeah, you dude. Know? And um, it's so brutal. But so beautiful and perfectly ambiguous how this movie ends, and perfectly a perfect shot to end this on. And again, with that actor, just relying on him to just have this like this pouring of emotion that is just the perfect ambiguous balance, and you have no idea. It leaves you thinking like, I don't know what the fuck is gonna happen with this song, at, you yeah. know, after this movie ends. You have no idea, right? Right, right, right. Yeah, um, uh, it, yeah. It, it's, I, I just think it's so fascinating that 
like you see through so many times, but it's it, it, he somehow is able to make it feel fresh and new and like reinvented the whole revenge genre, basically. Right. You know? that, okay. That, that makes me think of three things <laughs> and more, but I'll, <laughs> I'll I'll try to work through these three things because the first thing was the morality play type of thing that yeah. you're talking about, which is really interesting because in the beginning, that scene with him in the police station, you kind of have a hint that, oh, this is going to be about him becoming a better person, which it <laughs> yeah, kind right, of right. it kind of is in sure, a sure. fucked up, sure. it's strange yeah. way. Like, I sure. would say he learns morals by the end. Yeah. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. He's not a good person, <laughs> definitely, but he yeah. learns how to be, he learns a lot. <laughs> yeah. Um, and then the other thing, um, and the scene that I think is really interesting about that is that you think that he would kind of learn his lesson after being in prison for 15 years, but yeah. what's really, but the holding the guy like by the necktie, right, right. he actually lets that guy die, right? right Which is a, right. kind of an interesting, I noticed that That's this time about that being pretty, pretty significant where it's like, you could tell that he's changed. He's not that obnoxious dude from before, yeah. but he's still lets that person die you know uh, and fall fall from the building and then the other thing after the morality play and the thing that really kind of gets into the morals and adds another genre layer to it is like the romance rom-com element of him and Mito's relationship and then how that gets totally twisted and fucked up when he realizes that Mito's his daughter which then adds another layer of like you know compassion and empathy and morality building that goes into it so like it's like it's like he's so fucked up in a way it's kind of like this was the the way that he needed to learn his morals through this hyper extreme method like he was just this kind of guy that this is the the length that needed to go through that's kind of the last level really really leads with this um the hypnotist the like Basically, that what I think is really when he walks up to the mirror and he um, basically tells him that that's really cool. This, yeah, that's the a cool monster shot. is going. You're gonna have to live with this monster. He's gonna be buried, you know, in your subconscious for seventy years. And yeah, it's just like you gotta live with this. There's two. Basically, there's two different parts. There's two sides of you now. There's the yeah. monster, and there's Jason. And yeah. it's just like that's a lot of work for trauma. Right? That's yeah. a metaphor for just like it's just so profound, you know, like that that feeling, you know. I've never I've never i never killed somebody, I've never I've never committed an insane crime like that. This guy has to live with the fact that he you know what I mean? Like yeah. I mean that's that's insane, right? And him just the last levels of the movie are so perfectly ambiguous because you yeah. have that great last shot of those footsteps that show you that that actually happened, right? You see the yeah. two chairs. We think. see those two chairs. And then his look is just like, he's happy that he's with his daughter, but he's also like, yeah, dude, she will it's... never go. She will never go, and she can't go. You know. Yeah, that's 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 <laughs> such a. Let's. I just let's just go ahead and, and like open the you can't can of have arms. a real like relationship with her you know what i mean like that's the that's the that's the challenging part right right it's like he could never have like a truthful relationship with with this person you know i i i love that 
so kind of going getting into the ending specifically and then i kind of want to work back and talk yeah. after talking about the ending work back to talking about the antagonist of this movie yeah that yeah, amazing yeah. character yeah but um right. the end your the ending is so amazing to me too i love all, the elements oh, of it yeah. so much and that that aspect Last 30 of, minutes of the movie i my adrenaline is at like a hundred it's just I, because the wow. thing because the, the the thing about this movie more so than the violence it's really the taboo of incest that i think is really right. triggering for american right. audiences especially <laughs> <Okay>. because <laughs> because the the way that incest is approached is not coded as this obviously evil thing right yeah, it's right. not it's not an advocating for incest right. but what it, it's showing that this incestuous relationship is really genuinely built on love, which is really yeah, disturbing. Right. That's yeah, what makes it so fucked up. You know, right? Yeah, so fucked. Yeah. Um, because oh, because he loves Mido for right. two reasons: as a daughter and as a lover. Which is yeah. like, oh, that makes your stomach turn over oh. like sixteen thousand times, you know. And then oh. it's like this gross thing of it's like. You kind of, he kind of feels heroic that he's not telling her, but it also feels fucking creepy because he's, he's like, does he just want to keep fucking his right. daughter? But at the right. same time, maybe it's nicer to just like re- alleviate this abuse and let them right. both be happy after <laughs> having hard one lives. Our, one of our friends, uh, Chloe, after the news, he, <laughs> he goes, I'll just kill myself. <laughs> I was like, that is funny as shit. Like, just like, that's the first thing you think. Right. <laughs> but, right. That, you know, it's a, you know, that's what the movie's asking you, kind of, right? It's like, right. Like, what would you do? Yeah. Like, right. Right. And it, and it's so, it's, it's so, um, it's, it's also really hard because he did a really good job with how he handles that relationship in the beginning. Yeah. I love their dynamic is so oh, their first move awesome. Is yeah. Right. And, I, and I love the octopus. She, I want to eat something live. Yeah, that's a that's the other iconic scene. I'm yes. remembering. That's a super I wrote, iconic when I saw moment. It, I wrote my letter box from you. I just wrote poor octopus. Poor awesome. octopus. Uh, and you do you know the, the the background for like the story about about well, him eating that octopus is that yeah. um that that actor is a vegan. He's totally yeah. vegan, and he every he it was pretty emotionally difficult for him to eat that living octopus because he's very animal right perception. So every time yeah. they shot that scene, he had to do like an intense prayer for the Jesus for the Christ. octopus, uh, which just he's he's a committed dude. You know, he's yeah. he's committed to the com- to the craft. The craft looks like a, um, you saw you see the relative? yeah. Fucking Leo, like Rarity eats a, he eats like a bear heart or something like that. Oh yeah, that was a, that was a real bear heart. That he ate. That's that's crazy. Yeah, that's crazy. So yeah. Fucking sick. Um, yeah, <laughs> but, liver, uh, liver. bear liver. Heart. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so that that ending is um really disturbing. But I I think that it's ambiguous and compelling in the best yeah. oh, way possible because. Absolutely. To me, what's interesting about that is it really poses it, it, it investigates questions that you're not supposed to ask. Like, right. what would you do in this situation that we're not really allowed to think about? And that's so yeah. interesting to me. Well, to, that, to, that's what I said at the beginning. It's like the, the reason that this movie became 
you know, well known at the beginning was that taboo aspect. There is, you know, there is a, you know, not that the intention of it is to like make like a a taboo fuck up movie. It just happened to be that, you know? And I think that that lacks on to a lot of American audiences who have never seen something this taboo, you know? Like, I mean, this is like pretty crazy. Still today, you know? Like, it's still pretty hundred percent yeah because i think a big reality of um storytelling is that people are very interested in dipping their toe in the forbidden you know so they don't have to do it in their own lives it's it's kind of an it's kind of a beautiful thing about movies like this yeah yeah Yeah, that's why like you know japanese horror and you know horror from just different countries are fascinating because they have different taboos to them you know, and, and what they, you know, what they find uh, horrifying is kind of different than what American audiences find horrifying. Right, know? which is which is why I think also why something like Old Boy is 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 a dramatic shock. I think it was a shock for Korean audiences, but for American audiences, yeah. because it's it's probably the Korean culture is not as sensitive to certain things that Americans are. So okay, it yeah. kind of has a little bit more flexibility right. to delve into areas of forbidden. I couldn't that... even imagine seeing an American movie with like incest in it. You know what yeah. I mean? I never also, even... this movie isn't just incest. It's double incest. It's layers of incest in this movie because right. the, the antagonist is fucking yeah. his sister too. Right. He got his oh sister. That's one, the, uh, that's one of the most like, um, haunting and like, incredibly disturbing scenes um yeah in the library yeah love how that was shot i absolutely love how that was shot like so it's like a surreal moment also because you see the adult gay song and he's like almost like reliving that moment right and he's like Mm -hmm. seeing it through the the peephole or the the glass like the yeah the shattered glass so fucking oh god man oh yeah dude yeah I agree. Yeah, that 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 scene um, is is. Well, they linger on it for so long. Yeah, yeah. fucking. Yeah, and that that whole yeah that whole interaction is so strange. How like like how he he sexually approaches her, yeah. and how she's looking at herself in the mirror while he's sucking on the titty. It's all motherly and super bizarre. And you have like those reflections. Wow, that's a moment that I could tell. Everyone in the theater's like, okay, this is not American. You, you, yeah. never, you couldn't see that in an American movie. Well, you know? like, if, this is if different. you like, if, if like a writer put that down in a script, I feel like you would be chastised as being like a pervert who needs to go institutionalized, <laughs> essentially. <laughs> you know, which um, I, I think it's. Americans I think it's. Just have anything sex related, like taboo. We're so touchy or, or about that. Sex, like, I yeah. mean, dude, not to get like too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm very excited. I'm very excited to see that. I've heard that shit's raunchy. (laughs) Yeah, and like it looks amazing. He's one of the best filmmakers around right now. That movie looks incredible. And I heard it's super raunchy. And it's a comedy. It's just like a sex comedy. It's not like a Frankenstein who just walks a fuck all the time. Yeah, like broadly. Uh, (laughs) But people, so people, there are critics at. Venice that were like American critics that like wrote about it were like how appalled they were about like why does there have to be so much sex like you fucking prude like what the fuck like and that's happening with also like you know that that could be tied to 
just like the internet and how, you know, really, you know, sensitive people just could like, that have a platform sometimes to like post their shitty article and have a headline of like, no sex scenes in movies, please, or, you know, yeah. something like that, and spark this whole other dumb people latch onto that and it makes it seem like a big deal, but, um, you know, that's just a problem with the internet and right. discussion around things like that, you know? It is, it is interesting because I do think that there is, I mean, this is part of like the split nature of America right yeah. now is that we have right. like the prude identity. And right. then there's also like this, like with young people on Twitter who are just so fucking horny all the time. Like I well, follow. That's a problem. I think I just think yeah. that that's a problem. Like if it wasn't, cause there's two extremes. You know, yeah. it's just like, why can't, it just should be accepted by our either ends, and then it wouldn't be, you know what I mean? There's yeah. people that who do that are almost like rebelling in some way, right? Mm-hmm. Like, and so you get this like weird balance of like, you know, of things like that, you know? But in Europe, for example, like they don't care about nudity, you know? Like they, yeah. and I'm sure they have problems of their own, but um, a lot of problems. <laughs> but, yeah. You know, nudity is not something that they shy away from. You know, right, they right. And they shouldn't because we're all naked, motherfuckers. We all yeah. fuck and we're all naked. We all like, like it. <laughs> what are we? What are we doing? Yeah, this is really think... crazy to me. How I mean, I think it's just so telling that Americans can give two shits about violence. Like if somebody's yeah, that's an amazing, shot amazing thing. Up, but uh, like anything that's related to sex or taboos, like. Forbid it looks like that's yeah, the yeah. craziest thing I've ever heard. It's also it's also the the hypocrisy about um I think about Americans' sexual criticisms is it's not even just about sex and nudity in general. It's just about specific kinds of sex and nudity that right. they like this group doesn't like. You know, right. like certain kinds is fine. You know, when it's when it's the kind of glorification that they're sure. looking for that yeah. or that people are into, it it doesn't really raise an eyebrow, but. Other types of other types of things really um, can trigger yeah. people un, unpleasantly. Um, so that yeah, it's a really interesting <laughs> dynamic, and it, and it triggered, makes that's fine. Just, yeah, <laughs> I don't want to hear your opinion of it. I don't care. <laughs> poor things triggering you. I do not yeah. care. Like yeah, but I just, that's uh, what annoys me. It's just like people in power that think that they can sway opinion to like what they believe. You know what I mean? Yeah, it's yeah. Like, dude, it's a weird, it's a weird, it's a weird fucking thing. It's a weird fucking thing. Yorgos had an amazing response, too, because it got so big that he was asked a question about it. What did he say? At the press conference, and he was like, he goes, what? And he was like, <laughs> I, he was like, this movie is, like, he was like, well, Emma had no problems with, like, he just didn't even understand, like, what the fucking concern was. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Like he was like, are we, like, he assumed that, like, the concern was, like, he forced Emma Stone to, like, do all these things. Gross things, you know, yeah. So his answer was, Emma was fully down from the beginning and, you know, like, wanted to, you know, do this and saw the comedy of it and the, and the you know, absurdity of a lot of it. And it's just like, dude, yeah, this is absurd. He shouldn't have to answer this. Like, yeah. why are there so many sexes with me? Did you watch the movie? <laughs> like... It would be like why it's like watching like John Wick and be like, why are there so many gunshots in it? Like Yeah. 
Does he have to kill all of those people? Yeah, like, it's literally really? like that. It's like, uh, anyway. But old yeah. boy, that's just like fascinating about old boy too. It's like just, even the, the, the shot of him cutting his tongue off, which is an insane uh, moment. Another even, brutal, another, brutal, yeah, br- yeah brutal and beautiful. <laughs> that you can feel in the audience is completely clenching up. It's terrifying, uh, you know? Yeah. Horrifying. Like, you know, another that's that that was also really interesting. Another really simple editing trick, because you don't see yeah. any gore with him cutting it off. You, you just see him his, holding out his tongue, his and, eyes, and you hear and you hear the sound design yeah. and the Ugh. scream that he makes. You uh. know, and the, the blood pouring yeah. out of his ah! mouth afterwards. Yeah, yeah dude, yeah. that completely that, silent to the music, just like the sound effects and the echo of him screaming and the and the empty ear. I think oh. it's just the imagining of putting scissors to your totally. tongue that, oh that God, really just fucking and is a unanimous, yeah, unanimous cringe yeah. thing. It's also a great, um, like that moment also really reveals his insanity of his character that he right. has the tenacity right. to do something like that. Right. And it's really believable. Like that's the other cool thing about it is it's not like an edgy thing. It's just <laughs> like, it's just like, yeah, that makes sense that he would spontaneously do that, that in out. that moment. Yeah. Yeah. And then he threatens to tell his daughter that. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. Of course fucking... he do that. I'll probably do something like that. Yeah. To beg for, you know, he's begging in that moment, right? Yeah. And he's doing the most extreme thing he possibly could do. Cut his fucking tongue out. Off, yeah, in, you know? in worship. Oh. Yeah. Um, so the other thing, so what did you, what do you think of the antagonist of the movie? Uh, I love it. I, I can't remember his I, I, incredible. I, I think, think um, that his performance was also, oh, I think, so just good. phenomenal, yeah. I think phenomenal the that, see, dude, the moment that, like, solidified, like, wow, what a performance is the elevator scene when he is, you know, he basically calls and says, don't tell her, you know, and then he basically, in that, in the elevator has this moment where he, you know, reflects back on the, on, you know, the death of his sister, you know, um, and just the mirroring of, like, he's having this, like, almost lucid dream, you know, and almost, like, what I love about that is, like, the way that it's edited, it's hard to, you know, articulate without the scene in front of me, but the way that Park Sun-Wook edits that scene and when he shoots himself in the head, it is like this, almost like euphoria yeah yeah it's almost like this euphoric thing and it's so horrifying um but you're like yeah that guy he went through all of this shit just for revenge and in that moment he felt you know i've never had i've never plotted such (laughs) an insane revenge plot that it's borderline a cartoon. It's borderline. Yeah. Like yeah. It's, it is ridiculous what he does to Gaysong, right? Yeah. Gaysong. And, but it just completely felt empty. I forgot what he says. He says something, um, like the line that he says is so fucking yeah, good. Yeah, in, in the elevator. Himself. But, yeah. Yeah, I remember, dude. He yeah, says that... something like, vengeance is empty, or something so like that. Yeah, that's like, true. Effect. Yeah, um, you know, because that scene was was uh, preceded by because we were just talking about uh, Desu uh, writhing on the floor, cutting his tongue off, and right. the other really creepy yeah, right thing is that, that he's yeah. he's laughing like he's holding in laughter right, yeah, with like yeah, a cloth, yeah, laughing, um, off, which yeah. 
again, a moment that could be really cringy in editing yeah. if it wasn't Park Chan-wook, but that yeah. actor really got it in a really unnerving way yeah, sure, where it brother. really felt like where he was gen- felt like that- kids. You know, he yeah. was seeing it as like, almost like at the schoolyard. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, he's like, oh, God, yeah, Which it, and then And then followed by that creepy, that creepy elevator moment. But yeah, his character, the thing, the shot I always think about from this movie with this character is the shot when he's doing that yoga pose on the floor yeah. where he has the yeah, chin yeah. on the ground. Yeah. And they have that, sh- that close-up yeah, like, shot of his, it, he, yeah, he puts oh, his legs yeah. above his head yeah. and then that shot which is cut with something crazy that Desu's doing, yeah. and his 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 chin's like the actually I think that's intercut when Mido and Desu are are fucking for the first time. Yeah, so I think yeah, that's yeah, when that is. shot is, yeah, which yeah. adds to just the general weirdness. But like that shot is like encapsulates that character for me for some reason. Yeah. It's just like I feel like he's like the weirdness of him but i i you know what I, is also insane when he gives him that device that goes on thought thinks that you know, yeah he'll him, turn off his heart and yeah it just turns it into a, a it turns Laser on point. the audio of the, of the bucket <gasps> oh yeah that was fucked up that I mean, was, that's a, the thing about that that last, was a nasty thing to you know, do. the last moments is that the knife just goes deeper and deeper and deeper and deeper and deeper you know yeah it's insane yeah, and piles the, on top of each other. The, the other the other interesting thing about this being a revenge movie is that um, the revenge is also really really layered. You know, it's not like in a in a way, Mandy is a straightforward excellent revenge film, but that's yeah, very yeah. much like a straight line straight of like forward. these yeah, yeah straight yeah, yeah hard <laughs> hard yeah. Uh, scare quotes on that. Yeah. But like I would say, these people, what's a letter? What's a crazy? Is this God Wick? The first John Wick is like a straight up, just like, yeah, you killed my dog. <laughs> that my wife I'm gonna kill me. you. I'm gonna yeah. kill everyone you fuck. Literally, I mean, that's the beauty of that film, right? It's the simplicity of it. It's just like for the action yeah. scenes, right? But this, this, uh, this movie has the the layer of revenge. Where first he takes revenge. The straightforward revenge story is when he kills he that awesome, you know, the one the oneer kill uh fight scene where he kills the people yeah, who locked him up yeah. that was the that's the simple straightforward story and then this like the the second half where it turns into the mystery it turns into two, a two-sided revenge story because the antagonist who i can't remember the name of really like there has like this his own revenge plot against this guy which is kind of delusional but right, also right, right. um you know since uh, Daisu is not really a good person. You're, it doesn't really feel quite so black and white in terms of the yeah. evil because Daisu right. has done horrible things as well in a range in a range of ways right. as, by this point. Um, but I I really like that element where it's it's a two sided revenge where Daisu is getting revenge for like a completely I don't know I love that dynamic because it's so yeah. it's just so weird. And unmotivated, but the emotions are so intense. Well, like the desire for revenge on both sides is so visceral. Well, that's what's genius about it, right? It's like, because it, it, really is like looking at the idea of dungeons and revenge in the most like, extreme possible way. You know, he, the yeah. story he's basically written to really show how almost empty revenge can be and kind of, um, you know, um, 
the, the, the consequences of something like that. Like, you're right, like, Gacy, like, you're like, you're kind of like, yeah, like, I get why you're, you're doing this. You know, like, your August Revenge plot, but it's like, you know, it's like, at, one, at a certain point, you're like, dude, I mean, like, stop. You know? Yeah. But that's the thing, like, he goes, and that's what's so fucked up about the villain is that he's basically the whole time had manipulated him to do this, right? Like, hypnotized him to fall in love with his daughter. And, you know, that's when it gets really insane when you start, like, breaking down, like, what he's done. It's like, wow, what a, this guy a mastermind? Uh, yeah, like a yeah, yeah. mastermind? <laughs> uh, but, um... But it works, though, because the thesis of the movie, it highlights the thesis of the movie, like, perfectly. Like, this amazing, like, ambiguity of revenge and vengeance that <coughs> has played stories through, through, you know, through, you know, ages and ages and ages. I'm wearing the Northland, you know? You know yeah, shirt right. right. Now. I mean, like, Viking, you know, Viking stories and, you know, old, old, old stories. And this is just like a, an amazing modern version of that, you know? But add something new to it. Like, the, the, the almost like the splitting of two personalities at the end and, like, showing, like, how he never gets revenge, you know, by the end. He doesn't win, you know? Yeah. Like, he doesn't... Not only does he not win... Yeah, that's true. On his plight, on his journey... He learns of like the most horrific thing that possibly could have happened to him, you know, um, and he has to live with that, you know. And so at the end of the day, he kind of learns that all of this was for nothing. Right? Yeah, you know, the other thing that's interesting <laughs> about it, the other the other layer to it, um, first with the antagonist is that it, well for both of them with their revenge, they have. The, there's these characters whose lives have gotten to a point where they feel like they have no meaning to it. So both mm-hmm. of these characters has invented a revenge purpose to give them drive. And the right. interesting thing right. is that it reignites life in both of them. Right. Like they both find a meaning to live for this purpose. And when the antagonist gets his revenge, life is meaningless and he kills himself. Like he's done. Right. He's out. There's no point right. going on. Right. But Odesu's in this really crazy position right yeah where he kind of lost a life that kind of sucked to begin with i'll i'll make that claim i'll say that his life wasn't great before it seems that way to me clearly clearly yeah clearly he was Um, like he's getting arrested yeah he's like hammering him and 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 the thing that was genius about the way that revenge was enacted upon him is that he was kind of gifted with a better life true love right mm-hmm. yeah right but at yeah, the cost that, of yeah, everything that's what i'm saying <laughs> this guy's a mastermind genius you know yeah. <laughs> it's so fucked up and crazy you know um yeah i mean it's crazy i i think we should end with like just talking about like some of our like favorite like moments yeah let's do it um what what would you say your like favorite scene or moment is in this movie that well, you always think about? Man, there's a lot or, of them. Or thought about this time. Um, the just to bring it up, the kind of to to 
delineate the chameleon aspect of this movie. Our conversation is kind of talking, has kind of made this focused on the moral and investigative <laughs> yeah. elements of it. Yeah. But the way I first thought of this movie was as a fight movie, which is really yeah, fascinating. Is is expressed in that amazing wonder right. shot where well, he like beats two up actresses all those in this whole movie. And yeah. that's what I realized yeah, this yeah. time watching yeah. this movie. I think a lot of people probably agree, honestly. Because, um, so, like, the moments, the action moments that I always think about, why it's, like, almost feels like the fucking Matrix or something. Um, yeah. Matrix is a, Matrix isn't, it's not, it's not action like the Matrix, but it just kind of no, feels no, no. that way to me. Um, but, uh, what that, I think it's the visual kind of vibe. I think it's the sunglasses oh, like the and, like, well, the, the, I think the, yeah, learning kung fu. That was, the, yeah. I, the yeah, thing yeah. about that hallway scene that I love is that, you know, the thing that I love about it so much is that, what it choreographed incredibly well, obviously. Yeah, fantastic. But the thing that I love so much about it is you watch it, you know, that's believable. You're like, yeah. if you were to fight 20 people at once, that's how you do it. Like, it's so well set up and choreographed that, like, you're not a second where you're like, this doesn't feel real. Yeah. Like, the way he pushes people into one another, the way he gets out of certain things, he's clearly very skilled, but nothing about it feels um, yeah. inauthentic and not, and not like movies, right? It's not like kung fu movies, which are some of my favorite. I absolutely love fight choreography and stuff like that, but that fight does not feel choreographed in the slightest. I, I 110% you know? agree, which is why and I it also think people think shot it's fantastic. unbelievable. Yeah, the shot absolutely. looks like a fucking. Uh, I mean, I don't even know how they shot it. It looks like, like built like a because they see yeah, that built that like, hallway. You know what I mean? Like this, yeah, it's just you know, it's, it's a steady tracking shot where you just yeah, it's yeah, 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 yeah. It, I wonder it's how a, how it's, long is it? It's gotta be like yeah. five minutes. Yeah, the length of the the shot. Yeah, I don't know. Um, I don't and know that it, information. Is... The water just makes it so much better because they're the best waters. Uh, are important. They need to be water. So you feel like the character, like in that moment, in real time, and you do, you know, like just him just stopping, like breathing for a second, you know. And my favorite moment, that whole fight when they when he falls, when he gets beaten up, and they think that he's he's done, like done, and he just like pops up and fucking, you know, that's so great that it's all one shot. You see that all in real time, you know. Yeah, 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 um, yeah. Awesome. I uh, and uh, yeah, it's one of my favorite wonders of all time. It's incredible, sure. yeah. It's um, of and you're right about like it feeling real. Um, it actually makes me think about that movie that I'm struggling to remember the name of, but it's the crazy uh, uh, Bollywood movie. The, oh, the, RRR. Yeah, that that yeah, opening that scene, scene at RRR. Yeah, because it has that element of being like that That's probably. That but probably yes. both of them so, probably wouldn't work out like that. So they have this yeah. fantastical element, but the blocking, the physical limitations that he's in, because RRR is cool because the mass of people are kind of making it. So they're right. they're making so, it so yeah. they can't all he's gang up like on it. Two other people at once. But he's yeah. it's it's limited because of the space and situation, so that he can deal with a small number of them at a time, which is similar to right. Old Boy. So you have this situation that's fantastical, but you're like, oh, dude, I can see how he can do this. You know, I could see how if I (laughs) was fucking crazy like that, that maybe I could do that, too. I can't. No one can. But 
that's so <laughs> it, it's it 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 you get into it it suspends the disbelief uh yeah. beautifully yeah. um and then the other scene of violence that i always think about is the teeth pulling scene um, i know i was just with, gonna that right with the hammer the yeah when he, when he pulls the that guy's teeth that that how that character is funny as fuck i love and that character that, that guy looks awesome that has one of my best gags one of the best like comedic moments in the movie that was really funny to me mm-hmm. when he uh gives jason who like his dentist card when he like <laughs> yeah. has the gold teeth and he the gag that he uses that card like at the end to like go to the dentist yeah, you know, and get that's information that's really funny <laughs> i love that and like that's a really iconic moment in the movie goes to like uh and he's like in the well it's a and then he goes to, like a salon you know, that moment, yeah, that's kind of like, a random. It's a random really weird funny. thing. But he gets information. Like he's that's what he learns about. You know, I forget exactly what he learns there, but that's such a funny detail. Detail about the sister who got fucked yeah. by the antagonist. Yeah, yeah. And there's a great like just the shot of him like in, you know, like wearing a you know haircut. Yeah, and that... great. Yeah, and with like a black eye and fucking looks so funny. Yeah, and I, I think there's a shot in there too where he kind of comes into the salon and she just kind of looks at him with his absurd yeah. hair. Yeah, 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 <laughs> that's, yeah. That's yeah. that's that's really good. Yeah. Um, there's also a really funny moment when right when the scene, uh, the action scene happens, like the the hammer and he like draws a line, the hammer to the head. Dude, yeah, <laughs> that's another. That's fuck. That's what. That's that's when yeah. I kind of started realizing how Tarantino it really was. And funny and that was, right? Yeah, that was yeah. such a weird thing that you think has no business being in a movie like this, but it. I love it. I love that. There's no other shit like that. There's not like crazy no. titles. It's the one moment. There's the, in there's that. there's editing flourishes, you know, like I was saying, like with the clock. The clocks uh-huh. and the kind of like it doesn't feel completely out of place. Like it's just a code center, you know. It's just kind of like because that that's such a great start to the scene. Because what that scene is, it kind of is like a mini movie within this large movie, right? It's Except true, yeah, mini, yeah. 100%. So he sets it up like kind of like this playful thing. Because what it is is really just like who's gonna fuck up these guys and put them in jail, you know? Yeah. So let's have some fun, you know? Like, it's yeah. kind of, it feels like that, you know? Like, it's playful. Um, yeah, I, I just love, like, that's very, like, French New Wave, and, like, very, like, you know, um, when, you know, when that started, like, people were doing, like, editing, fun editing, things like that, that were very, uh, and then, you know, Tarantino, obviously, you know, um, does a, a lot of that in his in his films too, and that comes from people like the guard and, and stuff like that. Yeah, that's um, um that yeah. that is a fascinating connection that I never really thought about before. But that's really true because you don't think about because I I would I wouldn't immediately make that connection because French New Wave is so um, DIY. There's not like yeah, uh, right. a lot of technical spe- editing effects, but you're right. It's because it it's 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 in the heart of the inventiveness, you know, of yeah. something like of like that where you're you're coming up with new new ways of how to put put things together. Another another um really it's just a shot that has always resonated with me is after um after uh, Desu and Mito have sex, um, and they're standing together with their with their. Rewatching with, that, I almost like threw up. 
I know it's yeah. <laughs> uh, but when they're standing together with the blanket around them and they're looking at the box that was delivered after they've been knocked out. Um, I love that moment. I just love that moment of them standing together covered in that blanket. Like there's something, um, there's just something about it that is, uh, little fucking it's, weirdo. it's like, it's like, it's like, it's like kind of sweet, but it's also in this really bizarre circumstance. Uh, yes. but, and I love, I love just the framing and how she falls over after opening the hand that, that whole moment it's, it's yeah, little, yeah, it's little, yeah. it, it's little and yeah. weird, but I've always, I like it so much. I really like it. I, I also, I mean, just visually speaking, I, I think visually my favorite part is the whole egg slow, egg slow stuff. Yeah, that's it's great. Beautiful. Which is completely um, different from the rest of the movie. I think that's why I like it so much. I like that it's like, um... I think it was really smart to change a complete, like a completely new setting at the end of that, you know? Um, yeah. Because it, one, you got the sense of time, you know, like passing. But you also, like, don't really know where he is. Yeah. You know? Or, you know, or I just love how surreal it is. And I love that it's, it's playing with that. Because even, like, when he gets hypnotized and he gets told, like, you gotta split yourself into two, and it hard cuts to him just laying there. You know, yeah, and just like waking up, and you know, it's like, what did I just? But it makes it clear who got amazing long shot of just the 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 footsteps. That shot is incredible, and it mm -hmm. like all the shots of the snow that leads to the the chairs, and they're in yeah. the background. It's just, oh my god, it's like such amazing staging, um, and like such an impact. You see that, you're like, oh. Fuck, that was real, you know. Like it, it makes it a point because this whole movie, like you kind of are like, what's, you don't quite know what's real, what's like not real, like what's what's you know because of like the hypnotist aspect that was revealed to you. But that part is like it's just clearly showing like yeah, he wanted to get hypnotized so he could split himself into two. Yeah, whatever that, you know, whatever that means, you know. Uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, if it worked or not, we don't know. But yeah, uh, but I, I did like that because I don't. That's something I also missed the on the first watch where um you knew he had the he had the vision of the monster walking away from him and then seeing that he actually yeah. physically did walk away in the snow. Right. Um, really, really cool. Right. Um, the other thing, another thing that that's a motif throughout the film that ends the movie is his weird ass smile that he does the forced smile yeah. that's like a laugh and a grimace and has all kinds yeah. of different emotions in that that's yeah. another a performance tick that is uh really great and kind of is one of those emblematic things that i think about when i think of that movie it's like the emotion of yeah. that movie is expressed in that face yeah. he makes to me yeah. like perfectly expressed yeah this fuck up just like menacing smile but also kind of you know yeah it's forced so like it's like forced emotion you know it's like, but it's also like a little bit of genuine laughter and humor in it which yeah. is also in the movie um so He's it's trying. it's a <laughs> yeah Listen, uh, it's a perfect had expression he's gonna have a rough life he had a rough yeah. go at it yeah yeah he's gonna and he's gonna continue having a rough go at it it's oh, true yeah, yeah. Um, oh, 
You know, another thing about this movie that's really interesting is that he also kills his wife at the beginning. I forget yeah. about that. That's a detail yeah. I, I, that I didn't remember. That The setup of yeah, the character is that a, he's a murderer. One last thing that I, I'll say is that this is a fascinating classic movie because, um, like we said earlier, it's like this is a very extreme movie. Yeah. And a very, like... Um, extreme cinema. Yeah, right. Uh, yeah, and so... Um, it's fascinating that it's captured audiences because movies like this don't do this, right? Like, movies like that are usually cult films, and this film kind of, I would say exceeds cult status. It's kind of like, I think, more people, I think a lot more people are going to see it now that it's more widely available. And Korean um, films are so big now. And yes, and Korean films are big, and, you know, people, you know, Bong Joon-ho, Park Chung-wook are, um, but like buddies, um, mm-hmm. and I think you know they both supported each other's work, and this film will all you know as long as they're making movies, people will discover this movie, you know. Um, but it's interesting because Gay Song is kind of a dickhead. Yeah, right? really. Yeah, for and sure. There's people, there's critics. This movie wasn't incredibly reviewed when it came out. Um, that's kind of a misconception. It's like this movie was well reviewed, but it wasn't like. You know, it's not nearly his best reviewed movie, you know? Yeah, not a smash um, hit. But I think that that's probably one of the main reasons. I, I do have read a couple negative reviews that say that the, it's hard to get a tax to go south because he's such a, you know what I mean? Like, he's, he's uh, unlikable, you know? He's not a likable dude. Right. But to me, that, that's one of the... So I can totally see someone like, kind of getting a hard time, like, getting wrapped up on the plot and, like, the, the plight of this guy. But I think that's kind of the point of it, you know? And, like, but it is, you know, it's a little mean-spirited. It's a little bit, you know, it's it's a jagged pill, you know? It's not, like, an easy film to watch, you know? Um, so, yeah, of course it's not going to work for everybody. But I do yeah. think, and when I saw it again, I was like, oh, yeah, like, this guy is such a... You know, but the performance is so, you like him, he's so charismatic and, and kind of cool. That's kind of like an interesting part of the character to me, is that he's yes, presented as almost this, like, 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 action hero, you know? And I think that's part of the playfulness of it, also. And I think part of what knows that. So, like, the action scenes are kind of filmed, like, pulpy, you know? Uh... Which is really fascinating. This is like a, a fascinating, like, flourish to it. But I can totally see, like, somebody go, wow, this is. That's, that's, pretty, that's, 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 a, that's a fascinating point. And I think it kind of touches on another reason, another kind of um, American convention that this is pushing up against. Because you hear this yeah. in writing a lot in stories, which is like, you need the main character to be likable. I think, in my opinion, the interesting thing about Odesu is that Odesu is likable. He's just not a good person. Yeah, like, what's the definition... Right, exactly. Like, what's the definition of of likable, right? Right, because likable is usually associated as being a good person, a hero, right? But that's not what it means. That's not actually what it means. You want to... Likable is, like, a character that you want to watch. Yeah, that's it. That is interesting to watch. Like, Travis Bickle is atrocious. He's terrible. You know? He's a psychotic 
killer. Mm-hmm. But you're fascinated by him, you know, just because of the movie and how well set up it is. You literally watch a guy go insane, you know, yeah. like, and there's something, you know, again, though, that movie was booed at can. Yeah. Uh, so, you know, it's like uh, people have a real hard time sometimes with like these unlikable people and that makes sense you know like that's kind it of absolutely absolutely the purpose does. of you know something like i don't know why i was saying think of this but i think when i watched the social network and the the trailer for the new picture movie just came out that looks so good but uh very exciting but I was thinking about Gone Girl and how, because I saw an interview with Gone Girl, it's like, who right. wanted to make that movie for couples to, like, get in arguments after the movie <laughs> ended. Yeah. And, like, no one's likable in that movie. But everyone, like, if you were going under the definition of you have to be good people, no one's, everyone sucks. Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. Literally, every character sucks. Yeah. But that's the genius of that movie, is that it's, portraying you know this like you know this media circus like all these things that you know and like this toxic relationship that you know uh can um highlight and uh you know that's what a lot of american divorces and read all these insane stories you know that relate to what's going on in Gone Girl. Gone Girl is just an extreme and movie-fied version of that. You know, it's a yeah. cautionary tale in some way, right? Um, and But it's provocative. Yeah. You know, that's the point of it. Yeah. Yeah. And, yeah, yeah. some people are... You know what that means? People are going to be provoked. Yeah. You know? So... Yeah. Um, but Old Boy's fascinating because... If the movie's great, the provoke, like, something like uh, Taxi Driver, extremely provocative, still to this day, very provocative movie. Mm-hmm. Um, that's like, a, I saw this funny tweet that was like, he, like, made a list of, like, super iconic movies that, like, when you rewatch, you kind of forget how fucking deeply insane and disturbed yeah. they are. <laughs> like Taxi Driver, Clockwork Orange, and, and yeah. stuff like that. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and, but it's true, like, when that movie came out, people were appalled by it. Yeah. You know, it's very provocative, but that's what makes, because it's provocative, but as time went on, people kind of started to catch on to the point of it, and the, because they started to see truth in it, right? But when you first see it, you're like, what the fuck is this? You know? Yeah. They never confronted the idea of a taxi driver in New York, you know, who went through PTSD and this Vietnam War that ended four years ago. You know what I mean? When the movie came out. Like, they weren't thinking of any of that shit, you know? Um, so it makes sense that, like, an old boy, like I said, it's so extreme. And, like, I'm sure there is a large majority of American critics, audiences that, have never seen incest portrayed like this in a movie before. Yeah, you know? yeah, and yeah. It's provocative in that way, and Park Chan Wook was fully aware of that. Right, know? which, which to me, I, I'm just into stuff that that enters into that territory. It's really interesting yeah. to me. I well, find no, it, I, I, I think, I think most it makes people. Most... I think most people are. I think 
um, clearly, like most people are just yeah. The the problem is that when you have critics and people of influence that aren't, um, they can kind of make it see they can like shut down a movie initially. You know, absolutely. That's what, you know, um, initially yeah, or or something like that. Right. Uh, which kind of sucks. Um, yeah, because some, but, sometimes you know there are there's definitely situations that make a lot of sense about um people sometimes have an argument where it's like a movie like this is bad because it's putting me through this unpleasant experience to have these unpleasant right. emotions that I don't want to have, you right. know, you know, and it, and that's, that's, it's being pushed onto my life unconsensually. Right. And then the other idea is that you're asking me to uh, root for a person who's not a good person and might also kind of raise conflicts yeah. about being like, Ooh, maybe good. Maybe it's not as easy to identify bad things as it seems, which I think is a reality about the world. I don't think right. it's easy to identify evil and good things. You know, I don't no. think it's I don't no. think it's clear cut. I think the, the humans, world is black and white. Yeah, I know? think humans are far more more like people like Desu. Oh, Desu was an extreme person, but yeah. people are very much like that. That they have yeah. elements of bad things and elements of good things, and sometimes yeah, people was, who you know this shit. isn't Star Wars. This isn't yeah. <laughs> good and evil, you know. Right. Um, and that's what makes you know these films and filmmakers fascinating. It's interesting because Parks and Rec, like this is quite uh, uh, the film actually is by far his most provocative movie. Um, yeah. Decision to leave is like incredibly sexy. I'm gonna even have sex in it. Like a <laughs> sexual text in the movie. Um <laughs> and you know, he I, I I can't wait to watch the rest of his films because uh I just have heard like the handmaiden is like fucking unbelievably good and I know he made like a vampire movie that looks fucking cool as shit. Yeah. Um, I I need to all of his films are on my yeah, watch list. Yeah, he's really fascinating, and uh, this is a masterpiece, um, I think. Master fucking piece, I, I agree. I think, um, like a true modern masterpiece that mm-hmm. I think people our age, if you haven't seen it, um, I, it's going to be readily available, so if you're listening to this, you can actually watch it now. Yeah. Uh, which is awesome. If we did this four months ago, we'd be like, well, you don't have a Blu-ray or a DVD. I don't know how you're gonna see this. Uh, yeah, but it's awesome. Thank God that it's it's available now. You know what needs to be next? God of the Dead. Yeah, dude, come on. Leon, bring it, bring it buy to us. God Do of it. the Dead. Do it, please. From these scummy fucking people who just oh, release dude. a collector's Blu-ray once every year and collect <laughs> dumb fucks like me to buy it for forty bucks and then yeah. never put it on streaming. Go fuck yourself. <laughs> All these people need to see it. People need to see it. It's too iconic. The fact that The Walking Dead is as big as it is, and God of the Dead has not been seen by a large majority of the yeah, fans, that's really is crazy. crazy and needs to stop. Yeah. Um. Anyway, that's that's what we're on the picket line for. That bring Dawn of the Dead. Old boy <laughs> is fantastic. Really Absolutely is. love it. I can't wait until they release this on Blu-ray. So I'm gonna by the updated look of it, because they did a good job, dude. I'm fucking fucking yeah, God. Yeah, that makes but, me excited. Yeah. I'll, I'll buy it and watch it again. This is one of those movies that I'll probably be rewatching. Incredibly my whole rewatchable, life. also. Yeah, whole life. Incredibly rewatchable. That's also crazy. Last note. As fucked up as it is, incredibly rewatchable. Mm-hmm. You know, like, it's so fucked up. 
but I would rather, I, it's so good and so engaging in a movie and story that I'm willing to go through Jason's uh, horrible revelation again, you know? Yeah, and honestly, um, I, maybe, I don't know if how weird I am for this, but every time I watch this movie, I have more fun than Disturbed on upon no, research. No, I don't think, I don't think so. I mean, it's fun. It's definitely fun. I think the third time I had a lot of fun with it. Um, <laughs> but it is, but it is like, no, I think you're right. I mean, I think there is a, like, I mean, we talked about it before. There is an absurdity and like a comedy and like yeah. a fun, like, like, you know, what happens is absurd. You know, like we broke out, like that's absurd. Like that's insane what happens, you know? Like you really break out, like that could never in like a million years happen. Yeah, you're, you know? you're probably going to be safe but, from that kind of tragedy in your yeah, real life. <laughs> exactly. Yes. We, we will, I'm going to say 100% you'll be safe from that. Um, all right, but yes, I, no, genius, I don't think you're crazy for that. Genius movie, cool. Validation. Yeah, you're not What's, fucking, uh, it's not like Antichrist. If you said that about Antichrist, it'd be like, good I time. think you gotta go to therapy. <laughs> um, watching a baby fucking fall out of fucking elevator shaft and die. Yeah, wow, that was fun. What a nice movie. Um, oh, did I just spoil Antichrist? Cut this out. <laughs> <laughs> Um, That's the first scene of the movie. Okay. Is it, is it my turn? Yep, Am your I turn. Spin the, spin the wheel. What's up next? All right. Oh, no, not fell name. Shuffle. Shuffle. <laughs> uh, all right. We have, whoa. We have uh, Funny Games, directed by Michael Haneke, the original one. Cause how do, you, do you know that he remade this movie in America? Very intriguing to me. Isn't that, that fascinating? Fact, very fascinating. Um, that would be kind of fun if I picked this to do both of them. That would be kind of fun. I would be uh, into to that. To watch both of them. 100% down. Uh, the Souvenir, which is directed by Joanna Hogg. It was like 2019, A24 movie. And the reason I added this is I've heard it's great. And this is Johanna Hogg is one of the filmmakers that Mark Scorsese has been like championing. Like one of the new oh, cool. filmmakers. Yeah, and I've never seen... See, so the souvenir, there's part one and part two. There's two okay. of them. And this is the first one. I don't really know much about it. I just know that... I haven't even heard of it. Great. Interesting. Um, the Double Life of Veronica. This is directed by the guy who made the Three Colors trilogy. Okay. Blue, white, red. This isn't a, one of the colors, which, though. Right? This no, is a no, different no. One. This is like a different color Cool. Um, oh, my God. Jesus Christ. And then the, the third one is four months, three weeks, and two days. Oh, which yeah. Which is uh, a Romanian film that, like, I've heard is absolutely devastating and phenomenal. Um, I've just heard a lot about this movie. Um, yeah, I, 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 I've heard rumors of that from the film schools. I've seen yeah. clips of that that I've really liked, but I've never seen it. Yeah. Um, yeah, these are some rough ones. <laughs> I know <laughs> funny dudes is rough, and I know those all four could be rough. Yeah. Um, I want more options. I want, like, what's more options? Let's spin the wheel again. Give, uh, me, give, give me a way. Oh, out. La Aventura. This is, like, a classic uh, Italian art film made by uh, Antoni. Who made, uh, I think he made Blow Up, right? Yeah, he made Blow Up. Okay. Yeah, I think that's his, like, iconic movie. The Last of the Mohicans. We probably got another Michael Mann movie. <laughs> yeah, would the be Last I've, of the Mohicans. Haven't seen Daniel that. Daniel Day-Lewis. Have you not seen that? 
No, I haven't seen it. No, oh, interesting. Okay. I've, um, I, that's another movie that is like, it's one of those movies where I've heard the name and my yeah, image of what it is is iconic, completely yeah. wrong than what I think the Im- the movie actually is. Like, I, I have I no idea. I don't know. I don't really know what. I always thought this was an Indian movie, but it's not. That's cute, dude. Dude, dude that's, I think that's kind of what I had in my head, too. I don't think too. it is. This is funny, because this is how retarded we are. No, he can, there's nothing, like, what the hell? I know, dude, Jesus. I know, but I, I, have, I, 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 yeah, so I, I, fucking I American, I so American. <laughs> Mohican? Uh, per- Perfect Blue, which is an anime Ooh. movie that I've yeah, that's, that's a great movie. It's Tashi Kong. Whoa, 4.4 out of 5 hours. Holy mother. For Perfect Jesus. Blue? Yeah, that's insane. That movie's iconic. You would like you it You know a what lot. I know about Perfect Blue is that uh, Black Swan uh, is very similar to Perfect Blue. Gary Aronofsky bought the rights to this movie. And, like, I don't know if it's, like, similar, uh, like, plot, but I know there's a lot of, like, illegit, like shots that he took from Perfect yeah, Blue. Yeah, it's also... Black I, it also has some... A few shot similarities. What's the fucking? This is not uh the best way. You'll oh, anyways. What's the ass to ass movie? You know the heroin ass to ass movie. Oh, uh, Requiem for a Dream. Yeah, yeah, there's there's some uh, there's some similarities between Requiem for a Dream. It's the only oh, okay. thing I, can I could, Yeah, so that's interesting. He bought the rights to it. Yeah, fascinating. So, um, that great movie. I love that. Perfect. Then we movie. have uh, Ordinary People, which is a classic uh '80s movie directed by Robert Redford. And yeah. starring Robert, no, Donald Sutherland and Larry Tyler Moore. Um, okay. Let's do Perfect Blue. That sounds okay. really intriguing to me. Yeah, that and I need cool to, to see more about. anime movies. I need to see like more classic anime films. That so. that one I haven't seen that since high school, and that cool. is uh, one of those films that's regarded as a master class in animation. Obviously, so, four point yeah. four out of five. Yeah, with with. 557,000 people who reviewed it, or that's crazy. Yeah, yeah. Um, it's, I it's... That, this might be the highest rated movie that we are going to talk about on Letterboxd. Ooh, Letterbox. that'd be interesting. Possibly, yeah. wait. What is, Record winner. Oh, what is Old Boy? Wait, Old Boy is probably pretty high. Yeah. 4.4. Sure. Okay. Old Boy is 4.4 average, okay. too. Yeah. Um, yeah, perfect Perfect Blue's also a little fuckoed, so uh, uh, Sweet. uh get per- buckle your seatbelts for that. <laughs> <laughs> All right, that's sweet. Perfect Blue. Perfect Blue. If you guys got this far. Thanks for listening, old Thank boy. Um, old boys. Now get the fuck out of here so we can watch a new <laughs> movie. Bye bye. Bye.